to Rick for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens, presented by DeMello Off-Road and Mile Star Tires. I'm Frank, here with Ollie and Emily Miller of Rebel Rally. If you heard part one, you are in for a treat. This is the rest, part two. Let's get into it. Um, what I'm kind of curious about, because I know there's always a story of like when things didn't go smooth. Do you have one of those stories where you're like, you tell you talk to your team. You're like back in the day. Remember when this happened? Like, is there like one of those where like things just did not line up? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on the rebel or in racing? On, on the rebel. Oh, okay. Uh, let me think. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I mean, how many years have you been going at this now? Five? We just finished our fifth rally. So there's got to be something in those last five years that. Well, we did. Oh. Co- we did. We did cover the food truck and the eighteen. The food truck that was, that yeah, was pretty that, good. That was a good one. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about maybe like with competitors. Or oh yeah. yeah. Maybe when somebody didn't fit right, or you know. Like. I've definitely. I've had situations where, um, you know, there'd be a person on the team that, um, you know, didn't really speak to the women or respect the women well. And we don't mm. have that much. And, you know. As a, as a female competitor, didn't speak to the women? Or well, someone or? on the rebel team. On the rebel team. Oh, and really? it was Staff brought on the team. And so, you you we know, didn't have I to, just. We didn't have to go that deep into yeah, the closet. Yeah, but, you know, but <laughs> I just, you know, you, you walk up and yeah. you tell them, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And now it's time for you to pack nice. your things and leave. Yeah. Not 15 minutes from now, like right yeah. this minute. Yeah. Wow. You know, so you kind of have to nip that in the bud because you're talking about um, female competitors that need to feel safe and empowered Mm -hmm. and respected. So that's something that is extremely important to us. We have not had that happen in a while. It's very, everything is very, very, you know, carefully vetted. Um, But, you know, I think, you know, the whole, like, losing the food truck and the, um, in the... (laughs) That's a pretty big deal. That that was a big, big deal. (laughs) Where's our Michelin star chef? God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big one. Um, usually the things come from, wow, I didn't think that, you know, I, I, I didn't think that would happen and I never in a million years could have seen that coming. But now that it's hitting me in the face, uh, like, of course I should have known that would happen. But you know, I think one, one thing. Never again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, a lot of things are weather. You know, um, what, so weather probably does play a big part. Weather true, plays right? a yeah. really big role. Do you do it in like what's the certain time of year that you guys? We do it in October. Okay, so you're and hoping that it's sunny. And yeah, it's really straddling. nice down south, yeah. but we start up north. Oh, okay. well, here's one thing that happened. Our very first rebel, a couple of days before the food truck incident, <laughs> um, it, it was tech inspection. Is this and the one you said Yolo was part of? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the very first. Okay. Very first one, and we did it in Lake Tahoe. Right on in South Lake Tahoe, and we were at oh, Valhalla, nice. which is this beautiful historic estate. And you know, everybody is, um, you know, ready to go. And the next morning, we're going to do rally school and then we're going to depart. And I get a call at about 4 a.m. and we're going to do rally school in the boathouse in this beautiful historic boathouse on the water. You know, like everything was just going so perfectly. And you know, I should have known that. And then that leads to another thing that I, I now remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm trying to forget I'm, this. I'm happy to open up this We've can of worms. the can of worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah the floodgates totally. are open. And, and so... My pleasure. What, I get a call from Mike, and he says, Emily, there is a forest fire right next to you, and they are evacuating. Wow. And I 
and I'm asleep in our van. <laughs> and so I'm in my underwear. Everybody, you know, is in, are in these cabins. And I go sprinting out to the lake. And I look up, and here I am, literally, in my underwear. And there's a fire right there. Not like a ways away. Like, like next to you. Right the there. Wall of flames, and I went, yeah. Holy cow, it's it's less than a mile from us. You know, I mean, it's in its Tahoe. You guys were just, sleeping through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so here it comes. And so I, then I, all of a sudden my phone rings, and it's a person who runs Valhalla, and she's in Massachusetts. And she says, oh, wow. I'm calling oh, wow. to tell you how to break in to get your stuff out. Shit. Because we have our safety trailer. We have all of our stuff. We have rally school. We have was our- Was it locked up? Everything was locked up. Oh, okay. And so, and there's nobody to come get it, and they're not letting anybody in. And so we had Jimmy Lewis takes his motorcycle and goes around the bar- police barricade and drives, literally rides through the forest to get to us. Wow. That's we so are that is awesome. pulling our stuff out. Chrissy, um, Rich Klein, Rich and Shelly, you know, Rich legend in the rock crawling world. And, Wait, and does Rich do Trail Hero? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, there it is. Rich, Rich, Little Rich. And then Big Rich is um, We Rock and Dirt Riot and, yeah, just legend. And he's so awesome. And Shelly, they're great on course. They stop all the competitors. They're at the roadblock telling them to stop, hold, go here. Um, We get everything out. Chrissy is finding an alternate location to hold a rally school. And then we have to find all the competitors and tell them where to go. And then we can't be late because this rally, it's like you have to be on time. Mm -hmm. And we ended up pulling it off, and Talk we got about everything the out. Like we got, <laughs> yeah, we got everything out. We got to rally school. Everything started. We, I think, we were twenty minutes delayed, which we made up on the road. It was it was snowing, raining, and fire. And fire. And God, yeah, wow. that was incredible. And then on day six, which now leads me, to, but what I learned at the time is I have the right team. Okay, because yeah. nobody just sat and waited for me to make the decision. Right. Everybody was empowered yeah. to make a, de- a decision. Huge. And they knew yeah. how to like, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. Um, and then on day six, we're heading into Glamis. Uh, day six, actually it's day seven of the rally, but day six of scored competition. And we um, are leaving Johnson Valley, go through Joshua Tree, and then we are driving Red Cloud Jeep Trail, which, by the way, if you ever get a chance, drive the Red Cloud Jeep Trail. Red Cloud Jeep Trail? Just south okay. of I-10 okay. to the Bradshaw Trail. Really oh, yeah. Incredible. I have done that one. That's a really cool trail. Oh, it's really that's cool all, trail. That, that's how I usually drop into the Bradshaw, Bradshaw Trail. I've heard of Bradshaw. I haven't heard of on the, yeah. the Red, yeah. Red Cloud, yeah. Yep. So we are coming down that and then going through the Bradshaw Trail, and two pivotal things happened. Um we had to have, we were notified at the last minute we had to have um, two desert tortoise biologists that we hired because BLM didn't have them available. So I had to go out and find desert tortoise biologists that could come on the rally and, and pre-check the trails for wow. us. Wow. So awesome. they're out there yeah. and, um, and we were able to pull that off and the, the competitors ran into two desert tortoise on the trail. They actually run them over. No, they okay. stop. They, they, they spot they Okay, I love this. So mm-hmm. what, what is the right protocol? The right protocol is depends <clears throat> on if you're under an event permit, then you have to wait for t- approximately 20 minutes. And then um, after that time, a desert tortoise biologist, unless they've empowered you, we've taught the, the competitors on how to appropriately move them, Oof. which is very, very careful. You know, it's very, very respectful. 
But at the time, we had to wait because this was really new. We had to wait till the tor- tortoise went a hundred feet off the trail. Oh, that's wow. a, that's quite that's a ways. That's a long time for especially a if you're a slow walker. Yeah, that's quite a ways off and, the trail. And they were really more having like a stand, you know, stand <clears throat> down, you know, as a stare contest. Totally. With, you know, and that tortoise did not. Feel Those like animals moving. don't yeah. typically move unless they're confident. Like <laughs> no, so, that's hard. No, nope. so, so that, that object, took a while. Right? Yeah. So that took a while, and we didn't. And people said, "I've been in the desert my entire life, and I've never seen a desert tortoise." Yeah. No, we did. No, I, so no, that's what here's, I'm saying. Here's another, here's another one of those situations where it's like, this is not outside of any one of us. We all make mistakes. Or I, I'm not sure how I, how I did if I was to be rated, but Frank and I went to Death Valley. Last year, last December. Last December, and I came across a desert tortoise. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, fuck this little We're on the highway. He, he's open on the road, highway. Two lane, open road. He's, he's on the highway. Yeah. I'm like, somebody's going to run this thing over if they mm-hmm. don't care. Or if they, they think it's funny. Like there's so many people, or out they there. just don't see it, right? Yeah, or just, they don't see it, right? They're, so they're zoned out. There's a few different versions, road. right? Either you care, you think it's funny, or you don't care, or you don't yeah. see it. I saw it. I pulled over, so I put on my gloves. I thought, okay, my my skin oil should not touch the tortoise. I should have gloves on. Besides, I didn't know what kind of bacteria it had on it. So, whatever. I'm weird. So I grab <laughs> I grab the tortoise. I scoop him up very gently. He had already got, gone into the shell when our jeeps. My Jeep went by and then Frank stuff, Jay. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable leaving this guy just in the middle of the road. Somebody's going to fucking run it over. I grabbed him. I saw the direction he was walking. I moved him towards that same exact direction and placed him on the opposite side of the berm that was on the side of the road. And we moved on. I don't know if that was right or wrong. That is correct. Okay. Are you supposed to come up from behind them so you (laughs) don't start? That's what he did. Yeah. You stay really low. Yeah. And then you. We call it our turtle dance because uh-huh. I have a way of just showing it. it's pretty fun. And you keep them low yeah. and then you just move real slowly in the direction of travel, place them, and then just back away. High yeah. five. High five. That's what yeah. we did. Yeah. Nice, nice job. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. we, and I remember we backed away like almost I was worried. Feet, I thought this was going to be a slam. Yeah. And no. we watched to make sure that he was okay. And yeah. sure enough, he popped out, looked around, and then he just started trotting off I'm into like, the. Okay, cool. Yeah. I felt so yeah. good about myself. I'm like, totally. Right. And then there's a part of me that's like, dude, you just like change his direction or something or whatever. No, but like, we did. You're right, though. I remember now in that moment, we did look at where he was heading mm-hmm. and we were like, well, I mean, obviously he wants to go that way, right? Yeah. He's not just randomly He's not trying meandering. to make yeah. a U-turn and right. go back. exactly. Yeah. So we're like, just just put him in and put it. We decided to put him over the berm because it was so steep. Mm-hmm. We're like, just put him over. There's less chance that a car mm-hmm. will pull over and run him over yeah. right. for whatever reason. And that's what we did. Yeah, that was crazy. And I, this is part of that tread lightly mentality because as you integrate that within your just regular standard philosophy, your operating system, then you're like, you're, you're trying to think. So the fact that you're saying I did the right thing, it's just probably because I was thinking, what's the least invasive exactly. way yes. That's exactly to do what, what I'm about to do? We were like yeah. trying to find a way to be the, to, to, to wreck this turtle's day the least. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. And if people just thought that way, yeah, world would be a better place, right? Sure. Yeah. And so many things. But so after the, we got around the tortoise because he went off the trail. Um, the largest glo- global iridium outage happened in history the satellite is that the jeep is that the garmin thing that happened where they got hacked or no well this no, was, that um, was five that was, years that was ago recently. yeah that was oh, recent okay. that was like that was like yeah. eight oh so ago. this is back in the this first one is, yes and this oh, wow. was actually iridium the whole system and it went down for three hours was it a sun flare or what i uh 
solar flare. I don't think they will. We can actually even <laughs> completely say, but and and we use Iridium products. We're really invested in Iridium because on, we need on the production side. Yes, on the yeah. production side because yeah. it's higher priced. Um, it costs more, but it's extremely reliable. I mean, it's what our military uses. So. Um, it's really reliable over, let's say, a spot, you know, spot trackers, things like that. Yeah. So we use, you know, satellite push-to-talk radios as mm-hmm. our, oh, you wow. know, the ICOM push-to-talk, yeah. which are awesome. Each team is equipped with a satellite phone so they can call us called dispatch. Then they are equipped with two Iridium-based trackers. And so that day, Iridium went down for three hours. Oh, wow. Like unprecedented. Your yeah. entire course was just black. Yes. Wow. And so... Of course, that's going to happen, right? Murphy's right. Law. You know, <laughs> exactly. like every single thing that people your say, first event, it will never, right. this will never happen. The satellites are in space. They're doing their thing. Yeah, they're, tw- they're like, they're dozens of them. The yeah. military uses them. You're yeah, good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a huge military um, exercise going on, too, at the same time. And what was great, wow. though, is is all the data from the scoring was stored. And so it was still tracking. It was just, still tracking. We just ops. couldn't see it. So once okay. it, we had the archive data. But you know what was cool is we had a redundant system planned for that and prepared for that. Wow. And we never cool. thought in a million years <laughs> that would happen. Like, what are the chances? But what was cool is that the women didn't know it happened. And they didn't even ever need to know what happened because they were just navigating their way precisely the whole way through, not awesome. getting lost because they've become, they're such great navigators. Right. And so here they didn't they didn't need us. <laughs> Three hours later, you just had to make sure that they were all on course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we have checks and balances to make sure you know they're clearing this area. We've seen them. We've had a visual check, etc. That's what our green checkpoints are for. You know, our our green checkpoints are mandatory. They're a huge flag, and there's a person. And they have a, a visual check on the competitor to make sure that they've come through. So that keeps them from going, well, I don't really feel like going to that checkpoint. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to get a check on them. It kind of keeps them from driving to, you know, Utah. And everyone's on the same page. Like, they're yeah. good. We saw it. They're good. They saw yes. us. See you yes. later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, being a man and not having any access to this rally, which I think we should just touch on real quick. I mean, I, wow, <laughs> this is... This is one of the most involved, awesome, I don't even feel like an hour and a half has just gone by, (laughs) but it has. Um, But, you know, so are there tough obstacles that you take people through or is it very flat? No, we take people through tough obstacles. So, for example, this last year. Are you you kind of bringing some of that into it? There's some similarities to it. So, um, we start, the rally always starts easier than it finishes. Okay, nice. And so, this last year. Build up their confidence and crush them. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what happens is they start out, they're not, their nerves are there, they're not as good. And as they get better, the course is getting harder. So, sometimes they don't even realize it's getting harder. So, it's starts out easier um this year the route was up to the west of tonopah um in the silver peak Where's area tonopah, uh, tonopah nevada okay um okay. so um kind of on it kind of skirted the california area, uh, nevada border is that out that's out by like probably just east of death valley like up by Titus Canyon, north I think? And e- north and east. So, right, well, exactly. basically north of Titus Canyon. Right, so okay. So we came down. We've been in Death Valley the last two years. Um, at first, Death Valley said no. And so I said, well, that's fine. Um, I'm going to uh, do the work to prove to them that we can responsibly 
treat Death Valley. Right. And then yeah. we did, and then we went back, and now they're awesome. That to is work cool. With. You guys can yeah. race through Death Valley now. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's really, really that neat. That is amazing. How many, how many people can say that? Not too many. Not too many, because yeah. they actually, um, because of some past um, infractions by others, um, it, they did not open welcome that. But now that's been opened up to us, so we that's feel awesome. very fortunate. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it comes down through there, goes through Death Valley. We went into the Ridgecrest area. Um, okay. We yep. um, Dove Springs, Spangler, open OHV area, um, the kind of toward the Red Mountain area, Trona Pentacles, mm-hmm. went back up through Death Valley, down to Dumont Dunes, into Razor OHV area, into Johnson Valley, right. through... Joshua so Tree. So there's a lot of train. Lot this of is train. like and a, let this me is tell like you. a who's who or a what's yeah, what of, yeah. of like. But there's oh, a lot like of train. Like if you hear yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, Johnson Valley. You know, f- fortunately, it's been so beat up. You know, when we first started doing it, and back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, it was a lot more fun to drive in Johnson Valley. Now, if you're driving a stock vehicle, it's not so fun to right. d- drive there. Right. Um, but we go through there. It's always, you know, rough and challenging. You know, we always have some options between a regular checkpoint or an X checkpoint, which means you have to make a decision of what you're going to do. And it's the X always scores higher and it's either harder to navigate or harder to drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get some the bonus line. Yeah. So we've, yeah. we have some tough, you know, challenging driving, which is fun. It can only be so challenging though. Cause if you, because if you slow it down that much, you'll never get anywhere. Right. You know, you'll spend, you know, all day going 10 miles, right. you know. So, um, but we throw it in there because it sure makes for really interesting and, and breaks up the monotony. Well, and How do you handle that with the different class vehicles? Well, because that's what I was going to ask. Oh, okay, is yeah. like, what is, what is a typical vehicle for the Rebel Rally? Are there different classes? Or? There are two classes. Okay. And oh, okay. the reason why I did this is I didn't want it to be like... You know, a score race where you're like, the oh. The normal 500 where it's like 10, 12, 15 different classes. Yeah, because everybody's won it, yeah, you know? Right. And, or won their class. And because it's not a race for speed, so your engine power, you know, like your ultimate, you know, horsepower doesn't really dictate the outcome. I wanted it to be two classes. And so it's four by four and what we call X-Cross. We called okay. it crossover, but that... That didn't take into account, like, let's say a two-wheel drive pickup. Okay. You know? So um, that's an all, so four by four standard, you have a two-speed transfer case. You know, you have low-range gears. Um, and you need them for some sections of the course. You know, you are going to need low range to get those checkpoints. The X-Cross is very similar, you know, of course, because you can do a lot in two-wheel drive. Yeah, and you can you do really a lot can. in all-wheel drive. Yeah. You know, but they're really designed more for vehicles that would be like a Subaru um, a, you know, we've had a Porsche Cayenne, a Jaguar F-Pace, um, a Honda Passport, okay. you know, um, the Ford Bronco, uh, Sport was mm. in the X-Cross this year. The new one. Yeah. The right. new I saw one. That. Yeah. We yeah. had three, so three cool. Broncos. Yeah. So cool. The Bronco Sport. Yeah. We actually had a girl from KC who was all the green Jeep. Uh, what was her name? Oh yeah. Jesse. Jesse. Uh, yeah. She was, she was running that too. Like, yeah. You know, all kinds. And so you have all kinds, but they really are in the world of stock vehicles. Um, it's a stock vehicle, meaning you have to keep your original suspension mm-hmm. points, you know, your, okay. that geometry. You can have up to three and a half inch long travel. Um, You're not drilling through the hood and putting a... Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, the tire size limit is 35-inch tires. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm out. 
<laughs> you can just put on some. Well, I'm already out. I mean, that's what Jesse did. Jesse put on 35. She went down yeah. from yeah. hiking 37s or 38s mm-hmm. down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, she put on 35s for the race. Yeah, and the whole point is is to really show it the world that the vehicle in our driveway is way more capable than people than think. What you think, yeah. Yeah. And you can do a lot in and that we've vehicle said that without in this tricking it too. out. Well, I mean, yeah. not to not to promote another organization, but I mean, I've got a good friend Tate who has the who has the Gambler 500 race. Oh yeah. And that is just a fun having go out, take your shit box, right. Go do X amount of miles and have a good time. And what I love about him, and it seems like there's so many parallels with what you're doing, there's a huge conservation piece to it where it's like, hey, we're going to leave all of this better than we came to it. And it's almost like you have to do that or else you'll just get shut down. And I'm not saying that's why you're doing it, but it's like you need to prove to the conservationists, you need to prove prove it to the environmentalists. And the land managers. The land managers. You got to say, hey, we can still have fun on this land. But we can be responsible. We well, I think that's just the new way of life is that we, we we are now to a point where we realize you can do both. You can have fun and you can yeah. preserve the land. Yeah. Yes. And there's this yeah. there's a stigma right now, especially with like, you know, if you look in the outdoor retailer section where it's like, hey, we don't want mountain bikes on these trails because they just fuck oh, everything tell up. Me and about it's it. like, oh, my gosh. Well, dude, guys mm-hmm. walking, people walking and with the luxury of stopping and picking a plant or a flower or grabbing a lizard or whatever there's more impact there maybe than a mountain bike going quickly on their single track oh yeah i mean i've been in that debate for a long time because um horses you know are on a lot of trails and and i love horses but you put a horse on a wet trail and that is going to do so much damage it's going to leave ruts and everything right well it just leaves these holes that don't heal right they just they just become they, they ruin the trail they ruin um the erosion they ruin you know anything from growing because you've compressed the dirt so much like they're you know yeah, yeah, yeah. they can uh, a horse on wet on wet dirt could do some serious damage yeah. i do believe though that if we so can a mountain bike we're, for that we're all sure. a little more respectful when we're around people on the trail they would have less reason to complain mm-hmm. and because that tends to start sometimes that starts the battle yeah it's definitely more of an emotional battle right mm-hmm. than than a, than the factual one like like a bad experience, right? That that triggers their position, and now that's they 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 dig their heels yeah. in around that. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Well, I think like it goes back to the original conversation where it's like we need to educate one another, educate our friends, educate people we're bringing into the industry. If somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, I'm new to this," be the first person to say, "Hey, buddy, what do you want to know?" Like, yeah, like yeah, ask me questions. Because that's an opportunity to help guide them towards the right path, right? Right. And you always see those guys. We're like, hey, uh, like whether it's on a Facebook group or through a DM or somehow some interaction with like, hey, I follow you on so-and-so. Like have a conversation. Let them know like, you know, what your position is. Like let them know what you're about because that'll help right. shape what they want to be about too. Right. Yeah. And, and right now it's critical because we have so many more people going out into the yeah. desert right now because of covid yeah. and i've been out in in areas where i've been shocked at how much trash there is but then there have been some really good cleanups but it's an opportunity right now to educate and we need to because more people are getting out there than ever 100 percent. And, and i'm glad totally. that they're going out there but yeah. there needs to be the flip side where it's like hey you need to treat the land properly yes yeah, yeah. and we had this debate like probably two or three years ago when overlanding itself kind of became a thing 
right? It, it stopped being this little small niche thing and it right. was blowing up on Instagram and blowing up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think, and there was this big debate about, oh, stop, you know, Instagram's ruining the outdoors. Don't, and, don't, don't share coordinates. And don't, or don't share don't coordinates or yeah. don't, or don't try and tempt people to go outside and, yeah. and, the, and you know, they're ruining national parks. They're ruining like, our screw deserts. that. Teach and them go, how to do it right. Exactly. Go the, 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 when you come across that, you have two choices. You can choose to perpetuate the negative stigma and stereotype, or you can choose to have an edu- a, a, build a relationship with that person and educate them and change how they are going forward. Because most people who go out there and do something wrong aren't doing it out of spite, and they aren't doing they just it. Just don't know. They just don't, they don't know. know. They don't exactly. know that that thing that they just stepped on exactly. is not dead. It's yeah. going to come back to life. Exactly. Four or five months. Well, I I had some really good advice because I went to a a land management official that I really have a lot of respect for and loves off road. Mm. And I said, you know, out of the organizations, you know, who should, who who do you really feel like? I've I've had a lot of people want me to get them involved and then have this like almost like an angry voice, like go in and tell them this. I'm like, no, 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 that's then you probably don't know me well. You know, I think (laughs) we can we can get there a different way, you know? And he said, you know, Emily, keep doing what you're doing because we're seeing, um, even though it seems like there are a lot of people out there, we're having less people out into the back country than we used to, especially in certain age groups. Like little kids will come, but the older kids aren't, you know, once they hit like junior high and high school, they're not coming anymore. They're doing other stuff. They're on their devices. They're, you know, gaming, all these things. They're not in the desert. But the problem is, they need to get out there and you need like the moms and the sisters and all those things, getting them out there. What's important is, and he said it perfectly, you only protect what you know and love. So if you don't know it, if you don't go out there, it's true. if yeah. we start blocking access to everything, mm-hmm. you know, just shutting it right. down to protect it, we won't protect connection. anything. You yeah. never form that connection. There's no or connection. That bond. Yeah. You yeah. have to have the bond. That's why you save, you save the ocean, you save the surf break, you save the park, you save the wetlands. You save it because you, you have an experience. When you take your children to the ocean in San Clemente, for instance, yeah. and they step on a tarball and they come back with a foot that has a black spot on it that you are struggling to wipe off with your towel. True story. It gives you a different perspective of why you don't want to see oil spills in the middle of the ocean that happened thousands of miles away and made its way to right. San Clemente. Yeah. You know? So it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. You don't want to see people fucking leaking fluid down the trail and going through the water crossing and knowing that that shit's, you know, going down downhill. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a certain amount of responsibility. And but, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go. go I, I was going to bring it back down around to some of our terrain. Um, you had asked a, if it's tough. And one thing um, we finish in Glamis mm-hmm. and it's really fun because we have we run about 65 miles or about 100 kilometers on the final day of the rally in sand dunes, in big dunes, right through the heart of the big dunes, in stock vehicles. Wow. wow. And That's, we yeah. on, on the edges and in, in kind of getting into some of the dunes in crossovers, you know, in, in a, you know, basically a Subaru, you know, cross track. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. And, and That's, um, I, mean, I got stuck in my Jeep on sand dunes. Like it's a different and, and kind Kate, of driving. And Kate's built. Yeah, 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 and and just taking a, a stock bone stock vehicle and running it up Osmobile and, and down through the heart of the dunes and wow, and that's pretty you know talking yeah. about bragging rights. So, 
Um, for everybody that thinks the rebel is like watered down, it, it is so not. And we have people, and that's what I think has been really fun because we are all committed to the rebel being a badge of honor. And I've had people say, well, why don't you even like people, car companies, et cetera, saying, well, only journalists can only come out for like three days. So why don't you just do it for three days right. so you can step your toe in? Right. If we did that, nobody would have ever taken us seriously. We would have had to, we would taken, you know, a decade or more to build up, probably more than that. And so we kind of threw it all out there. You know, we put it all out on the table, you know, and it's really fun to see people go and to see these men change their mind and go, wow, that is Can I be part of that? That was the other thing. It's like the men are like, can I be part of that? Yeah, how do I, even if I, even if I have to work for Rebel. (laughs) as a sports staff right. how can I be part of this well, yeah, right. Right. so men have been like I think you mentioned before men have wanted to come into the rebel rally and what is your stance on that well I, if I had started the rebel and opened it up to anyone mm-hmm. you know everyone uh, it would have filled up right away we have so many men I have calls for men and emails for men probably twice a week wow. that want to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, we would fill up probably day one. And then we might have a team of women or maybe one or two women that do it. And we'd be back in the same place, which is an event that's primarily men and women mm-hmm. are welcome to do it, but then they don't do it. Right. And so sure. that's the issue. And the I, I really do. I would love to do... A com- an open rally. But the thing that I had to do first was to show land management that rally can be something that can be run responsibly on our public lands. Um, I've also looked at potentially doing a rebel format not in this country okay. that would be open. Like, oh, are wow. you thinking like uh, Africa or something mm, like that? You never know. You never know. Okay. You never Got know. There's I've a lot been, of cool I've places for sure. I've been asked by several countries to do rebel rallies in, in their country. Oh, wow. Um, That's got to be pretty cool. We have a country coming to you. Isn't that great? That's awesome. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, like, you I like know to travel. Reached, so like, the right, you yeah. have arrived. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and and I would love to do that, but I really would like to to do it in a place where, um, it, you know, where it really, really is an adventure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, yeah, don't be surprised if you see. It won't be the rebel, but it would be the rebel format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With men. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Just yeah, me and Frank will be there. Yeah. And it, you Team know, here's, yeah. well, here's I mean, what's really let's cool. Even go, let's even be there at the Rebel. You be the navigator. We'll go to the Rebel and we'll driver. do a podcast from the Rebel. I would love like. to do that. I actually, <laughs> I was I was going to bring that up. I think that would be a great idea to do one of the stages and yeah. see how it goes. and yeah. Talk to some of the competitors, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and another, uh, there's a rally called the Carta Rally, and I competed in that um, in 2019. It's in, it's in Morocco. And it is navigation-based, although you do use GPS. And there are a lot of women who actually compete in that. And I think the uh, organizer has done a really good job of just making it, making it feel very open. But women are notoriously good navigators. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think that we're getting to a point, though, if we opened up something like this here in the U.S., I think we really would have a lot of women or, or you know, co-ed type teams. So I think it's becoming... You know, the husband more and wife inviting. series. We would do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not gonna hilarious. lie. I think Shannon oh, and I would do it for sure. People have said that, you know, and I said I was gonna run a, a mock rally 
for our staff uh-huh. and, um, you know, or do a couples rally kind of thing just yeah. for like two days. And we'd have like faux relationship counselors and, you know, <laughs> they may not be so faux. I, I said, <laughs> like, I do not want to be responsible right. for splitting up marriages can, that yeah. I really like the marriage respect, that survived you know? award. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. one thing that I, I mentioned before is like, eight, okay, so we established eight days and then we established two people within a vehicle in a very tight space having to rely on each other in high stress situations of getting lost or whatnot. That's got, I mean, you have to have had come across some teams that maybe stop seeing eye to eye. Self-destructed or anything like that. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it all. And I've also been that person. You know, I've done it, been that person as well. And the one thing I can say is situations like this for this many days, it made me a better wife. It made me a better teammate. It made me better in my job. Because we have this philosophy, and Chrissy and I always teach it in Rebel U, which is when there is a mistake that's made, take 100% of the blame. Take ownership. Take ownership. Take ownership. And if you do, then you're never going to point the finger. And and maybe the other person did make the mistake, but you were a a two-person team in a tight space making decisions together. You know, figure out what you did and then what you would do to do it differently. The other thing, too, is you start learning how you sound. You know, in extreme situations. Oh, my gosh. The reality of who you are. Like I the, sound like getting such a recorded. condescending asshole when I'm frustrated. Oh, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I, I like if somebody recorded me that. and put me on YouTube or Instagram, I would be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, I have struggled with that my entire yeah. life. And even Shannon, I've told her point blank. I go, you need to stop. She gets frustrated with me. And I told her, I go, just stop taking it and tell me that I'm doing it. Because I don't know that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I will stop if you point it out. And I go, well, and, and you probably don't want to do it. You yeah, just I don't. don't. I really, really don't want to make yourself. someone feel small, especially my yeah. wife, right? And so, yeah, like, oh my gosh, that's such a that is such a good point. And how you sound when you're frustrated. Yeah, yeah. We had one competitor that described the rebel as a refiner's fire. And I thought, gosh, fire. you know what a great way to put it. Yeah, take out the impurities and yeah, you know, yeah, and cool. and to grant each other some grace. And and one of our competitors actually coined that, you know, and it's so true because somebody's gonna make the first mistake in the car. And then you've got to sit in that car with each other for eight days. But right. you think you're really great because you didn't make that first mistake. Well, <laughs> trust me, your mistake's coming. It's coming. You know? it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that so pendulum's the, about to swing. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think is kind of fun about the Rebel or these long distance endurance pressure cooker type of things that are more than a day. You wouldn't get that if it was two days. No, you wouldn't. Right. And, and And you also learn how to laugh at yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and not take yourself so seriously, but take the responsibility seriously. So you kind of, you get humbled enough and you get some perspective and you kind of learn how to ride the middle and you learn how to laugh and you also learn that you're not curing cancer, yeah. you know? Um, that's funny. Yeah. That, that's true. how we treat like, um, I, in the bike, I work in the bike industry. I've worked in it my whole life. At Shimano. Yeah, I work at Shimano, and yeah, <laughs> um, and but that's one of the things that we say. We're like, guys, we sell bike parts. Like, we're not curing cancer, although we're helping people that survived it, mm-hmm. right? But we're not curing it, and we sell bike parts. So, if you made a mistake, fine. Well, you know, we'll fix it. Right, we'll we'll address yeah. it, we'll fix it, and we'll move past it. We say to Sam and Casey, it's like we're selling fucking lights, bro. Yeah, like we're selling <laughs> a luxury item for yeah. people who are fortunate enough to have a disposable income to buy this shit. Right. Yeah, and the coolest thing in the world is to work as an empowered team. 
Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a two-person team in a car or all the teams together or a team in, you know, like you're a small team in, in work or a big team. Right. And that's why I think, so it, and that leads me to people say, well, how am I going to get off work? You know, like I, I want to do this thing, but there's no way my boss is going to let me go. And I say, 10 days or so, yeah. Your boss needs to let you go because mm. you're going to come back better than you've yeah, ever been. Awesome. This is like better than any team building that they're yeah. going to spend five grand to send you to a retreat. A leadership or retreat. Yeah, 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 totally. Because yeah. they spent that much or more. Oh, totally. And you're probably not going to remember it. You're never going to forget the yeah, rebel. Yeah, the dividends awesome. from this are yeah. way, way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost akin to like uh, a Go Rock or, you know, those Spartan, like a hardcore, uh, what did they call them? The Spartan races that. Oh, like Tough Mudders and all agog, those. Yeah. The yeah. Agog and. You know, there's all these different types of things that will take you to your limit. And I'm sure the rebel mm -hmm. does the same. It takes you to your limit of emotional patience, physical patience, endurance. Yeah, it's, uh... and, and brings out either the best or worst. And hopefully by the end, even with the worst coming out, you'll refine that and become the best version of yourself. Yeah, because you have enough time. Yeah. 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 You, you can go you have, through it's the It's day cycle. after day. Right. And, and you can't escape it at night because you didn't have your device. So right. you do have the chance to work on it. Yeah. You can talk it through. A lot of like yeah. introspective. Awesome. Yeah. Well, look, I like the idea of us one day getting out to the Rebel Rally, meeting some of these ladies, which we already know some yeah. of them. And, and just, you know, getting maybe some firsthand accounts from them directly. I think that's a great Especially idea. Especially since most of it happens here in, you know, the eastern part of California, which we have access to. Yeah. So, so. I think yeah. the next time you hear about this, it'll be from, from the mouths of those who have raced it. Right. And I think at this time, maybe we thank Emily for the amazing time she's given us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I'm it's sure you're very busy. <laughs> we could we could definitely go on for probably another two hours. I just this I, is I, fun. I, I, I think it's fun been to so sit around easy. Yeah. Sunset, and the sunset you know, is gorgeous. Like oh my beers. gosh. Yeah. I think we're gonna take some time to enjoy the sunset. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Emily, I'm here to see the sunset. <laughs> yeah, like I said, when it, when we talked first, I said this is the sunset house. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. that's awesome. It's yeah. beautiful. Pay some bills. Yes, pay some bills. So right. we did we did start off with saying Demello is now a presenting sponsor, and you know, so why don't you take us through Demello? Sure. So Demello Off Road, um, great armor manufacturer here in Southern California for Toyotas and Lexus uh, vehicles, being those GXs that are mm -hmm. gaining popularity yep. in the off road. Huge. Overland. That's what I drive. There you go. Oh, really? You we never GX? even got into what you drive. Yeah. Right. So. We're going to have to talk about that, Yeah, too. we didn't even talk about the rig. No. Fuck's sake. Dude, I'm, we're at two hours, and we're missing Tell you content. what. Let me, let me do the DeBello, and then we'll for briefly talk about your vehicle, and then we'll get into <laughs> okay. it, because I do want to hear this. So um, if you're looking for armor for your vehicle, be it's it bumpers, uh, bumpers front, bumpers rear, sliders, you name it, talk to DeBello off-road. What episode sell. was that? Um, gosh, a couple. Okay, well, we'll have to remember which episode so we can direct people because we did a great episode with the totally, and he talks about so two what goes into ago, the engineering of their vehicle. yeah. Two right. episodes ago was the mellow, and that's one of the things that sets them apart is the way they engineer the parts um, for those vehicles. Exactly, yeah. it's it's not just a bunch of plated armor welds together. There's a lot more that goes into it, and the fit and finish is spectacular. So check them out, um, demelloffroad.com. Um, they also have the added benefit of decades of experience, both off-roading and fitment for your vehicles. Mm -hmm. So you know you're getting a quality product yep um real quick since we brought it up during our little demo piece <laughs> uh your rig it's jack it's a, uh, a gx yeah it's a gx 470 okay oh, and nice. yes it's a v8 it's uh, an incredible rig that is owned by Total Chaos Fabrication, okay. and they have cool. me drive, and her name is Princess. Oh, they cool. were not excited when <laughs> so I named are you her still Princess. Are you still racing? 
Uh, no. Okay. Uh, last time I, I raced was over in Africa uh, last year. Okay. Okay. And cool. that was really more that I've spent so much time building the rally I would love to do. And I also love being married. Yeah. Um, so right. racing really gets in the, <laughs> the way, way of, of that. that. Yeah. And, but I really miss the competition. I love competing. Yeah. I mean, are you, really are you competitive days over, do you think? or No. Uh, I will. I will continue to um, go and compete in competitions that I really want to do. Okay. Am I looking to build a motorsports program that I am chasing down sponsorship and vehicle prep all the Which time? No, I will job, basically. Yeah. It's a yeah. full time job, and yeah. I was in that world, and I was in that life, and I loved it. It was a great experience. When. Um, General Motors went bankrupt. They canceled their factory programs, mm -hmm. which um, so I decided instead of going out and trying to find another program, I like being married, and I wanted to start the Rebel. So that worked out really well. But my boy, when I went and did the Carta Rally, uh, when I went and did the Carta Rally, it was so fun, and I just that competitive fire came back. Yeah, and so that's not over. I will. Yeah, I will cherry pick. So yeah, the GX too is. fun. What have you done to the, the GX? Uh, well, I pre-run the course in the GX. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And and that is my also and we have to pre-run a lot. It takes me anywhere from three to five days to for oh, wow. each day of the rebel. But oh, wow. then, but then we're also always you know usually scouting three new to five courses. days of each day. So you're talking about day. the rebel. Yeah, three to five. So times eight times eight. five is yeah. four, almost a month and a half yeah. of just wow. planning uh, and preparation. Oh my yeah. gosh. Whoa. And and like literally being out there, eyeballs on the trail, you know, and then. Shh. I have to lay out each checkpoint and then rate it whether it's a green, blue, or black checkpoint. Right. Then I have to geofence the black checkpoints and assign the score to them, and then you know, and then give the wow. options. So there's so much that goes into laying. It's not like oh well, there are twelve visual checkpoints cool. or yeah. Well, just, yeah <laughs> you really think points, like yeah. right. you think how are they going to use the map? How, what tool are they going to use? Right. And then we have pieces of it where it's road book. Um, you know, it's an enduro. Sort of like more like regularity yeah. rally where they have to do a prescribed average speed. So then you have to run it and make sure the speeds work and all these things. Crazy. So I have to have a great vehicle and it cannot fail. Mm -hmm. And so total chaos uh, suspension, long travel suspension, run king shocks, a lot of um, uh, killer skid plates on it. Um, it's Everything's trimmed. All the bumpers are trimmed. Um, I run 34-inch BFG all-terrain KO tires. Um and yeah, it's it's an incredible vehicle. It's seen a lot of miles, except they're building up a new one for me this year, which is going to be a GX 460. Oh, cool! And they we just bought it. It's a, it's a brand new. It's a 2020. Nice. And nice. they're starting to work on it, and that's what I'll run that's next year. Wow, looking forward to but, seeing that. But that is such a killer car. Yes, um, it is. I ran when I did really the underrated. Carta. It really is. When I did the Carta, I did. I ran. I competed the Carta in a uh, Land Cruiser Prado. Um, and it was in Morocco. Right, right. And, you know, it's really similar. You know, it's just, it's basically the same vehicle, yeah. but with a really nice interior, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And I think that's the sleeper vehicle. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, I think as people really and discover them, that is the go-to. Surprisingly, the resale value is so much better than buying a 4Runner. <laughs> like, the 4Runners yes. are so expensive right now. Yeah. And you can go and get a GX that's probably never seen more than a than a school parking lot or a grocery store parking lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's re it's refined. Yeah. And it's really well-weighted. Yes. I like the weight of the vehicle. Yeah. i gotta, I got to oh, get a picture that. of that. Oh, that's gorgeous. Right there. You might get a green flash today. 
that's yes. one of those pe- those one of those things that only coastal people probably know about. It's really a green blip. It really yeah. is a green blip. It's less yeah. of a flash and more I mean, of a blip. What we're talking about right now is the sun going down, and it's just so crisp and pretty. That's beautiful. And we're literally at a sliver right now left of the sun as it uh, descends below the the flat earth horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a yeah. flat earth? No, I'm no. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come take a navigation class. <laughs> right? <laughs> how, does, how does geography work? That's awesome. You know, yeah. that was the one thing about the Rebel this year is that it, we did it during the time of COVID. And I really, really struggled about doing it. You know, but yeah, I COVID went, must have had a major <sighs> role in that, right? It like, did. Uh, you know, throwing a wrench into everything. It did. And and we were very fortunate. We had time on our side. So we had enough time to actually watch what was happening. We started getting medical advice from a really good medical advisor in March. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, and I kind of went, well, if you were going to design an event during a global pandemic it would probably look like the rebel really? you know all the things that because people, everyone's so spaced out already yeah and we have a live webcast that we've invested heavily in especially this year but we don't have spectators we don't have a vendor row we don't have all these things so we bring but we're content people so we collect this killer content we push everything out we have mm-hmm. a big media team and so we were we felt like we could do it within a bubble and we could make it safe so we did it but the one thing that I have to tell you, it was so reassuring to just wake up every morning and see the sunrise and then see the sunset every night. And it's exactly what the teams needed. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. needed the rebel. So it was our smoothest rebel of our, of, you People know, since we started. Yeah, they were appreciative. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody wanted to be there. Yeah. Everyone was tested. We were, um, you know, we started our electric vehicle program with nice. remote oh, charging. Right. You we, did have some electric yep. vehicles. Yeah, we had the Rivian. The Rivian, yep. uh, right. The Rivian launch. We had the Mitsubishi. We ran it as a beta test for nice. this right. next year, which we'll have so more. Right. And, you know, we just knew we had to do it. But honestly, that was the saving grace is the sun rises and the sun sets and the moon yeah. rises and it was a full moon. The, the, oh, that's that's cool. just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I love that you gave the choice for people to allow, allow the choice for them to make the decision to be a part of it or not and to have everyone else who is part of it decide whether they wanted to be there around them or not. Yeah. And I think that's one thing I would love to see us get back is our choice. And I'm not yeah. saying we shouldn't be safe. We need to be safe. Me and Frank got COVID. We know it's out there. It's real. But I still would like the choice of whether or not I expose myself out there through the course of my life so that my life continues and doesn't just stop, which well, I think is what the, a lot of the issues are right now. I think, I think it is, too. And I think if you treat people like we're all on the same team, everybody has a right to make a decision, but then respect your team. Yeah. Instead, of, you can't do this. You know, we're Americans. Somebody tells us not to do something, we tend to do the exact opposite. Yeah, that's what we talked about last yeah. time. Is like, as Americans, as a culture, that entitlement. God, mm-hmm. Not even entitlement. We just don't like being told what to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, or told no. That's, or, that's a country based yeah. on rebellion. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the culture that we've grown up in, and that's who we are. Like that's it's ingrained. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if when people are talked to and spoken to as a team, and here's the situation, here's what's what we have going on. And you're a smart person and you care and nobody wants people around us to die. Like we're in this together. I think that people respond differently. And and we were very fortunate because I have people that were on our staff that probably don't really believe. They probably thought I was being over the top. I mean, we made people wear face masks even outside and all that. And you know what ended up happening? No one got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Not only with COVID. 
we get sick every year. In general, get, yeah. You, yeah. I, I, I can't, that. I don't have my voice at the end of any rally, yeah. at the end of King of the Hammers, nothing. Mm-hmm. I never have a voice. I had my voice. I felt great. I never got sick, but no one else did either. Dude, it's like the SEMA cold or the SHOT Show cold. Yes, yeah. exactly. Touching people, ha- shaking hands, and yep. you get sick. That's how it is yeah. after every trade show yeah. that I go to. We used to do Interbike. Like, oh, yeah. Guaranteed, you were going to come back with something. Hopefully not the flu, but you were definitely going to come back with a cold. Some weird I love yeah. Interbike. Yeah, right? I miss Interbike. I know. Dude, you guys could have spent another half hour talking okay, about my bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. I think. You know, it's good for people to understand that you live the life that you're promoting. Yeah. Um, definitely love the fact that we got Casey's in your sprinter, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So whatever you need, you just reach out. You well, there's a new know. GX getting built, so yeah, yeah. wink, yes. wink. You let me know. <laughs> you let me know. Hey, you let me know what you need. You got it. Thank um, you. But beyond that, we've also got a new presenting sponsor in the form of... Uh, Milestar Tires, which has been a huge supporter of mine, a good friend of yours, because Martin's a good friend of yours. Um, granted, you're Team Falcon, which is fine. <laughs> uh, but Martin, Martin stepped up with Andrew over at Milestar, and they really came on board. And they are so ingrained and down for the community that as soon as I, I brought it up in passing, like you were on the phone with me almost live, yeah. like yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm texting with Andrew right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Demelo came on board. Cool. Let me just hit up. Uh, Andrew's hitting me up. Let me let me just talk to him. I'm like, Andrew, by the way, blah, 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 blah. He's like, we're in. I'm like, so you know how you got Demelo? Yeah, we also got Milestar now. And <laughs> it was that fast. It was it was crazy. We it was started, literally under an hour. They dude, we on. <laughs> started 2021 with the biggest bang for Rick for Dirt that we could have right. hoped for. Congrats. And thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And I'm super stoked. And it's like, I hope we can continue to bring entertainment and bring cool people like yourself, thank Emily, you. into the into other people's ears and let them know like, okay, you have this idea of who they are based off of social, your little snippet, your little like piece, which is I think a huge problem in society right now, but your little piece of what you think is what it is, here's what it really is. And I think we just need to keep doing that this year. It's like, like I keep going back to it because it's my favorite thing and one of the most impactful things in my life ever that I learned as an adult. Um, we talked about this on the way to Moab in the Jeep as we were driving out to Moab. So look for that episode. The thing was the road to Moab. Access? Uh, no, uh, the adjacent possible. Yeah, the adjacent possible. Access right? to yeah. things. Yeah. And it's like, that's one of my goals and I think our goals, yeah. like, you just, like you just said, is that hopefully listening to this podcast expands your adjacent possible, right? So you, whatever you think is is, you know, on the other side of the barrier that you've built for yourself, right? That this helps you get past that barrier and realize that you're capable of more. Your vehicle is capable of more. You you can do more, and all you've got to do is, is want it and hey, explore it. Yeah. Try Maybe it. you're a 17-year-old girl getting driven somewhere by your dad right now who's insisting on listening to this stupid podcast <laughs> that you didn't want to listen to, these two dudes talking, but suddenly this episode comes on and, hey, as soon as you get your license, as soon as you're ready to get out there, there's cool shit waiting for you with all four wheels. Yep. You know, oh, like, yeah. that's awesome. Or two. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but it's the like. The world is your oyster. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you don't know about it, you don't know about it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think shit like this is really cool in order to like help empower people to be like, there's other cool stuff out there and you don't need to think that this is your life wherever it's at isn't necessarily the limit of what you can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, really now in my forties, I'm glad I never knew about the van life rock climbers because I would have totally been a van life rock climber right. at the age of 17. <laughs> there are some things I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, and who knows what my life would have been like. Maybe I would have been Jimmy Chin's best friend. I don't know. But, but like the life that I have now, I'm glad I have it. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. 
And I don't know what my life would have been had I known about all right. the cool <laughs> shit that's out there. Um, but going back to Milestar, Milestar has been a huge supporter. Me and actually, me and Martin got together yesterday in my backyard having lunch and some beverages, talking about our 2021 plans and coordinating with each other of like, hey, so what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what can we coordinate on? And both of us were very aligned on like, hey, women are the future of this sport. Women are underserved they need to be focused on and we both have our individual programs of like we need to make sure we bring people in and we make them a part of what we're doing because they need to feel welcomed in yeah. they yes. just need yeah. a place to start that's, yeah. that's exactly what 100%. it is yeah yep. 100 and i think kc i'm lucky enough to work for a company that's totally about it martin is able to control the marketing on that side with andrew and they're totally about it so it's cool to see good companies come together and really make an effort to be like hey we're all friends we're all having fun like some of the best times i've had on the trail were with jillian and our friend nick and jordan and like going out there and just and there's a there's an element that that women do bring into it just yeah. i mean jillian will be the first one to say there's a difference between men and women we bring different things to it you said women have a different way of approaching things it just rounds it out and when it's all dudes I've been there. And I'm like, dude, it's just. Sometimes we can yeah. be our own worst enemy. Yeah, for sure. it's like, okay, I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, I'm done. I want to go back to home with yes. my wife. You know. <laughs> but like when we were on the when we were doing like the Overland Expo journey from uh, the the road to Expo. Yeah. Jillian was on the trail with us. We had the best freaking time. It was. It such was a, like being with a bunch of brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, they're like when you were kids, not like brothers and sisters figuratively. Like if you grew up in a household with like five or six brothers and sisters like that's what it felt like you were just such a good time yeah. so it's and like it, and it takes you back from like when you were in college and you got to go on really fun road trips because you had no responsibilities right. so you go on this killer mountain biking trip or this killer ski trip and there's something about off-road and overland that kind of takes you back to totally day. totally it brings it right back yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it in the future, Emily. I think you and I will talk more after this. Like, I'm really stoked to meet you, and it's been so great to hear about everything you're doing. Um, but like, Thank even you. with KC, we have things called like summer camp that I yeah. do once a year. And well, we would have done it last year had COVID not happened. But it's like bringing people together, um, bringing the industry together, and just having a good time together, like for a few days, where we learn things. Like, you know, Overland Expo. I can see. I can definitely see. I mean, I'm sure you have your own booth, but I could definitely see it giving you an hour of our time in our booth to come and educate people who yeah, come in thank and you. Like yeah. learn yeah. about the rebel rally, learn about like empowered women doing really cool shit yeah. that maybe other women don't know and get about. skills. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, my mantra is get the skills and get the right skills in the right order at the right time of what you need to start the, uh, a successful journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. so then you, it opens up, uh, opens up all these options. The other thing that I like that you're doing and, and I like what the industry is doing is we need to be together. Yeah. We've been spending too much time behind screens alone. Um, people are staying inside. And right now, especially with, with COVID, it's really easy to just stay inside. Yeah, and right. it's, it's what we've been asked to do. But when we have the opportunity, we need to get out there and we need to be, you know, people need people. Right. And we also need to remember how to have different opinions yeah. and different experiences God, and come, come together middle. yeah come together sit around the campfire yeah. well, sit around the dinner table it's definitely a bad situation right because you're kind of like you're, you're putting bad into a bad situation already mm-hmm. where you're asking everyone to stay home and i mean obviously it's a lot easier to be a jerk behind the screen it is right and well, so that and i kind of like you factor frustration you factor in like you know mental like dealing with all of this stuff and you it's know it's hard 
Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I, I don't like what happened. I don't like the loss of life. I don't like the tragedy of somebody getting shot. But I do like the fact that suddenly we had a different side get attacked in a negative way. And suddenly we're all united against, wait a second, the left and the right don't want this. You know, but this is not about party. Yeah. This is about preserving. That's what we just got to yeah. come back to. We got to come back to preserving our constitution and our freedom and our rights and, and doing it that it, it's, it's not about party. No. Yeah. <laughs> and if be. we keep making about party, then we're lost. Yeah, Something in the middle. No we're all we're all Americans. We're all here to be part of the best country. We're all here to have our liberties and our and our life and live yeah. our pursuit of happiness. Like let's do that. Yeah. yeah let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys, thank Casey? you. Thank you. Great Casey? day. KC, oh, KC's <laughs> always been a huge supporter. I mean, we talked about KC at length. Um, we even talked about KC being on Emily's uh, Sprinter van. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they've been a huge supporter of our podcast, and I, I feel like we'll continue to be. Absolutely. Um, we couldn't have done this without Alan from KC Highlights uh, supporting us at the very, very beginning. Yep. Uh, this equipment that's in front of you right here is thanks to Alan yep. himself out of his own pocket. Yep. Wow. So that's just that, that level of care and love for the industry that he had before we were, I was even working for him. So, I mean, we'll never not talk about KC. Correct. Yeah. And also don't forget, uh, we'll share the love. Use our code RFDKC. That's right. Um, we may change soon. So yeah, we may change that up soon. So yeah. if you're listening to this, um, later I'm tracking coupon codes, I'm like, you bastards are right. putting this online. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, so check that out and also don't forget gear forward uh, gearforward.com if you have if you've got any cool gear that you received over the holidays and you have old gear that you're Reach not going to use anymore uh, ship it out to them get in touch with them they'll redistribute it to kids in need um, especially as those kids start exploring more um, and getting in the backcountry opens up yep. um, they'll take that old gear and make sure that it uh, that the kids don't get left out and they can broaden their horizons and they're at Jason yeah, Possible Jason Possible yep. yeah so on that note um, Emily, where can people find information about you, the Rebel Rally, um, and anything else they want to dig, dive, get a deeper dive into this? Yeah, go to the website, rebelrally.com. That's R-E-B-E-L-L-E-R-A-L-L-Y. Yes. Yeah. So to rebel. rebel, rebel, the definition means to defy convention. Oh, and awesome. Bell is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's Rebel and Bell. <laughs> Come yes. by. Yes. A beautiful rebellion. Yes. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for guys. listening, guys. Don't forget to check out our website, rigfordirt.com. We've got some merch up there for yep. you. Check us out on the Instagrams. That just supports our gas money. Yep, supports our gas money. I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I am Ollie at Kate the Jeep. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>